All right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Because with the facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Thursday afternoon. I want to say, I hope everybody's um, safe. That's in the tri-state area in New York, New Jersey. You know, storm last night was really bad. Like the Bronx River's by me, and it is flooded. Like, oh my gosh. Like seeing, just seeing it was insane. The storm last night. It was crazy, guys. It really was. It was insane. Like, just the rain, the wind, the thunder, you know, the tornado warnings. It was just very scary. But now today, it's like, it's almost like calm after the storm. Because now it's beautiful outside. It's been beautiful outside all day today. That's basically what it is. You know, we always heard, like, calm before the storm. Now it's calm after the storm. It's going to be nice weather. Hell, we're, gonna, we're not going to get any rain. I can check the weather right now, actually. We're not going to get any rain over here until... It says 40% chance on Wednesday, next Wednesday. That's about it. Other than that, it's going to be nice, which is great. I hope, you know, those out there stay, are, are safe right now. Because it was scary last night. And I want to send my condolences to Daphne, uh, Daphne Unger. Daphne Unger last night committed suicide. She was a former wrestler in a WCW. That's where she started off. And she, I do remember a little bit of her in TNA because I knew she looked a little bit familiar from what I saw like back in uh, TNA she wrestled there as well it's as someone who um, as someone who deals with suicidal thoughts every single day and mental health issues you know that I have you know anxiety depression suicidal thoughts like I just mentioned PTSD it was very 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 sad seeing what happened to Daphne last night. She was on her Instagram Live, and she was... I, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing, but they said that she was threatening suicide, and they, you know, suspected that she had, like, um, a gun. It was just... And they also said, like, she was thinking of, like, um... I don't know if she said she was thinking of, like, donating, like, her science, for, like, see, uh, donating for her science. Because I can't even speak, because this is really, like, bothering me right now. Like, uh, she was gonna donate her brain for science for cte it was i i tried to watch a little bit because you know there's this fucking guy that still has on twitter the, the video and i thought i wanted to see like what she said but i i just really i really couldn't it was just it was bad and that person on twitter should delete it right there mickey james has called that person out you know because it's not it's not right for the family at all anyone else and anybody else could trigger it really is. I'm sorry that I'm struggling talking about this because, you know, it's like, you know, it really has triggered me, of course, like someone who deals with, you know, suicide thoughts every single day. It's it was very sad to see. It really was. It was sad hearing that last night, you know, seeing all the wrestlers, you know, try to um, try to reach out to her. And they were trying to call her and she wasn't answering her phone and found out this morning that she pa- that she uh, passed away. Very sad. It's very, very sad, you know. I really wish she was still here, even though I didn't know her, you know, that much, you know. Like I said, I only really remember her work from, like, TNA a little bit. That was really it. It's it's hard, guys. It really is. Just want to say to everybody out there, you know, if you're ever feeling... You know, that type of way, you know, suicidal thoughts is the 800 hotline always there for you. There's always, there's always somebody there for you to talk to. It just felt like, you know, 
it, it seems like you know it, it, it it's it's very it's very sad guys it really is I, I feel for her I feel for her family and people that were close to her I seriously do this is this just it, it's hard it seriously is hard to see someone who's going through the same thing and their life it, it really is. It seriously is seriously hard to see that. It really is. Knowing that she's going through the same thing or, you know, she was going through the same thing that I'm going through every day. You know, it's... It's hard. It really is. I don't want to cry right now. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to just pull through here the with the AEW Dynamite review episode. I just want to take this time and obviously send my condolences to Daphne's family and to people that were close to her, people that, you know, knew her very well. It just, it, it really, it really, it really hurts seeing, you know, a fellow sister in their life. It, re- it really is. You know, even though I didn't know her. Oh my gosh. It's really sad, guys. It really is. But again, I wish my best wishes to Daphne's family and to the people that were close to her. You'll never... We'll never forget you, Daphne. We never will. Daphne, we love you. Alright. So now we'll uh, review AEW Dynamite right here. Um, I thought it was a good show. This is the go-home show going into AEW All Out, which is this Sunday. And I did check the ratings for uh, AEW Dynamite. And they drew a million, which was nice. It's like, alright, so hopefully they can hit you know a million consistently like they were doing for a while you know that's really good back-to-back weeks they've hit a million that's nice so let's keep it going i'm sure they'll hit a million next week you know the first show after uh aw all out so the first match of the night first match of the night was a rematch from fight for the fallen between ftr dax harwood and cash wheeler versus santana and ortiz and i gotta say this tag team match Great way to start off Dynamite. Really good match. Felt like an old-style like tag team wrestling match. It was very good. It was great to see Cash Wheeler back in the ring after freak accident that happened at uh, Fight for the Fallen. Where he needed 25 stitches like right there, like in his wrist right there. And he was having like trouble like, you know, having, you know, feel for like a month in that wrist. But it seems like he's doing a little bit better right now. He was like clutching a little bit. You know, the pain is still there. It was just great to see him back in the ring. And he did great. He absolutely did great back in the ring. There's no ring rust at all. You know, anytime a wrestler, I'm sure anytime a wrestler has gotten hurt, it's always scary to get back in the ring. I, mean, I don't know what it's like. It's just, I'm just like assuming. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but you know, I'm sure like any wrestler that's gotten back in the ring after an injury, it's hard for a while because you got to worry about ring rust. And it's like, you know, I'm sure it's like, it's like, it's like a professional athlete. Like, you know, when a professional athlete or any, or any professional athlete in, in any other sport, like, you know, hockey, basketball, soccer, football, baseball, and so on and so on. When they get hurt, you know, it's hard to get back, you know, into the action right there. It's always in the back of your mind. 
It always is. But we've seen the best pull through it, and that's exactly what Cash Wheeler did. And Santana Ortiz, great to see them back in the ring. They haven't been in the ring since that match. We haven't seen them wrestle on Dynamite since that match. Um, but no, it was great. Crowd was into it. We didn't see Conan with Santana Ortiz. We did see Tully Blanchard with FTR. We would have been nice to see Conan there, but um, a great match to start off Dynamite. It was very fun, you know, it was very entertaining. I thought once Dax hit the uh, Brain Buster on Ortiz, I thought it was over. Because that's what beat Ortiz at Fight for the Fallen, but that, you know, they had to rush the ending right there because Cash Wheeler got hurt. So they had to rush the ending. So it was just great back and forth, you know. They hit the big rig on uh, Ortiz, you know, FTR, and it was called the, uh, oh my God, what was it called back in WWE? Oh my God, it was just on my mind now, I forgot. Oh shit. I forgot what it was called in WWE, but it's called the big rig in um, AEW, and Ortiz, you know, it looked like he was going to kick out until Santana did a splash on everybody right there, which, you know, you know, break, which broke the pinfall. And, um, and then Santana Ortiz took down Cash Wheeler, got the pin, one, two, three, and Santana Ortiz get a huge, and I mean huge win over FTR. That's a big win for Santana Ortiz. Because they haven't won, like, a whole lot of big tag team matches in AEW other than beating the Young Bucks at full gear two years ago. Other than that, we haven't really seen any big wings, big, big wings, well, big wins from them, you know, mostly on Dynamite. So that's, that's a big win for them right there. That's huge. That's a big, big win. You know, if the Lucha Bros don't beat the Young Bucks this Sunday for the tag team titles, then Santana Ortiz have to do it. They just have to. But a great tag team at Start Dynamite. Loved it. You know, I think Cash Wheeler might be going away to get surgery right now. That's that's why I think that's why I think that's why FTR lost. So hopefully Cash Wheeler isn't out for too long, you know, because I'm sure that surgery is gonna keep him out for a while. If he does get surgery, unless he just rehabs it, I don't think he's gonna do that. But he toughened that, he went right in the ring, did great, hit it right out of the ballpark. It's great. We get back to commercial. The next segment, we hear from CM Punk. CM Punk's back in Chicago again, baby. Back in Chicago. You know, he asked the fans, are you sick of me yet? And they were like, no. I imagine if CM Punk does that every week and asks the crowd if, he, if they're uh, sick of him and eventually they say yes. Oh, my God, that would be fucking bad. They, the whole crowd started saying yes. Like, goddamn. Um... But yeah, CM Punk said this could all end for him this Sunday against Darby Allin. Because he's been out of the ring for seven years. You know, basically saying, like, he's... Well, he did say he was nervous and he's scared. He's basically trying to say, like, there could be ring rust. And I'm sure that might be a little bit. Because it has been seven years he's been out of the ring. But, I mean, Christian Cage was out of the ring for seven years. And he's been doing great ever since he's gotten back in the ring. He's older than CM Punk by, I think, five years, I believe. I believe Christian Cage is 47 or CM Punk's 42. So, I think CM Punk will be just fine on Sunday against Darby. And like I said, I think Darby's the perfect opponent for him. And CM Punk, you know, you know, it's still going on. And then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia attacked CM Punk. They were beating him down until Darby Allen and Sting came out. And then we saw CM Punk get physical. He was getting very physical. And then we saw Darby Allen hit a coffin drop and Sting hit a scrubbing death drop. And then fucking CM Punk hit a GTS, the first ever GTS in seven years. 
And it didn't even look like he didn't skip a beat, CM Punk. He absolutely didn't skip a beat on that one. That was really nice. You know, and Sting grabbed the mic and he said, you know, I've always wanted to share a ring with you. I mean, they could probably still do it. I don't know how the match would work right now in 2021 between Sting and CM Punk. I don't know if it would work out that well, in my opinion. Like, if this is like 2011, if Sting would have went to WWE, which he definitely should have went to WWE at that time because, you know, he would have got to wrestle The Undertaker at WrestleMania. You know, but he re-signed with TNA. Was it a smart decision? I mean, when you think of it, Sting did become TNA champion. He did, he did like, two more times, I believe. And then, but then him and Hogan did that horrible match at Bound for Glory. I mean, oh my goodness. It was just like, what the fuck? You know, so Sting, yeah, he should have went to WWE in 2011. Could have worked with The Undertaker. They, they definitely would have made him world champion at some point. It would have happened. So, it is what it is, though. But it would have been nice to see a Sting versus CM Punk match. That would have been nice to see back in the past. Definitely, especially during CM Punk's you know, Summer of Punk in 2011, just his whole, like, 2011-2014 white-hot run. If we would have gotten CM Punk versus Sting, that would have been great. Those two could have put on a really good match. Really, They really could have. I know Sting would definitely been, well, he was past his prime when he was in his 50s, obviously. But he still put on decent matches. He really did. He's just a great fucking worker. He always has been. He always will be. But, you know, Sting said this match is going to be between you and Darby, Mono, Imano. You know, I'm going to step out of the way. I'm going to fist bump my partner on Sunday. And I'm going to walk right to the locker room so we know it's going to be one-on-one. It is rumored that CM Punk versus Darby Allen is going to be one-on-one. Not one-on-one. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck? I'm so sorry. That's a botch. It's a rumor that CM Punk versus Darby Allen is going to be the main event at All Out. And it makes sense because it's CM Punk's first ever match in seven years. You know, it's in his hometown. It, ma- it makes sense. And Darby Allen gets the main event of paper. That's big form right there. That's huge. That is huge right there. And I guess you could say... If Kenny Omega and Christian Cage didn't wrestle on Rampage, then that would be the main event. So it's kind of like, are right, we've seen this match between Kenny and Christian Cage, so do we really want to see a main event? It would be a great main event, but now you got CM Punk. I mean, you got to have CM Punk and Darby Allin main event. You just have to. So I'm perfectly fine with it. And Stink said, Darby's ready. I know that you're ready. Let's get it on. You know, Darby Allin, CM Punk, they got in each other's faces, didn't. Didn't get physical at all. Gotta save it. So that I mean that was pretty cool though. You know you gotta protect these guys for the match, so that's better. You know what I mean? You gotta do that. Um. But yeah, we get back from commercial and we see the MJF. See MJF sitting down with Tony Schiavone. It was early on in the day yesterday. You know, and MJF like compared Chris Jericho to Muhammad Ali, saying, you know, you gotta, you know, keep coming back for the spotlight and everything. You're intoxicated. You're addicted to the spotlight. 
you know, and all that shit, you know, like basically like you're past your prime and everything, you need the spotlight, and I'm going to take that away from you at all out, so I mean, that was, I gotta say, that was something though. I really hope this isn't Chris Jericho's last match ever at all out, I hope that he does beat MJF, I really hope that he does, you know, because Jericho still has a lot of good matches left in him, he does, he still does. I don't think his career is over just yet. I don't think it is. I'd be very surprised if it is right now. Because, they, I mean, you could say, okay, this could be like the retirement tour. Like the whole four labors of Jericho. I mean, yeah. That's true. Uh, but Jericho still has a lot of great matches left in him. He really does. So I hope it's not the end for him. I really hope it's not. I really hope it's not. You know, a lot of people, you know... I just hope it's not a sad ending at All Out for Jericho. I hope it's not. It'd be big for MJF's career, but I don't think Jericho's done. I don't think he's done just yet. But now we do get to the next match. This match was, eh, whatever. It was Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. And I had to agree with JD from, was like the 206's name on uh, Twitter. Um, like he was saying he's a Matt Hardy guy, but he just he can't stand the HFO. And believe me, I can't either. At first, I thought the HFO like benefits a lot of people because they get to get be on they get to be on TV. But what are they really doing? What's TH2 doing? What's Matt Hardy really doing? What's the Blade doing? Like, I mean, Allie, it benefits her a little bit because she's been winning recently, so it helps her, I guess. I mean, private parties not really doing much. It's like it's kind of like congested right there, is what it is. You know what I mean? So, they might all split them up soon. I mean, they really should because they're not doing anything. That's not like they're winning championships. I mean, they're mostly wrestling on Dark and Dark Elevation. Probably like they'll wrestle more on Rampage too. But, eh. Just my opinion. I think it's just whatever. That's just how I feel. And then that's between Cassidy and Jack Evans. We saw Matt Hardy attack Cassidy before the match even got started. But he got kicked out right there. As he was attacking Cassidy, he got kicked out from ringside. And that, at first, like, the match between Evans and Cassidy was, you know, was going okay, to be honest. Like, I'm not a Jack Evans fan. I have said he is very sloppy in the ring, and I prefer on Helico. I'm like, I want on Helico to get a singles run, because I believe he could be a great mid-carder. He could be up there for the TNT Championship, because he's a great submission specialist. He's, very, he's a technical wrestler. He's good. When, when Brian Danielson comes to AEW, those two could put on a clinic. Even Daniel Garcia versus Angel could be a clinic. It, they seriously could. So then we went to like pitcher and pitcher, and then during pitcher and pitcher, Orange Cassidy beat Jack Evans. He rolled him up and he beat him. So I was like, oh, okay. And then Jack Evans was yelling and complaining, saying, no, no, no. He's trying to protest. Like, no, no, no. He didn't, he didn't beat me. No, no, no. And then Matt Hardy came out to the match. Attack Cassidy, best friends, comes out. They get involved. The rest of the HFO comes out. And then Jurassic Express comes out. I'm just like, oh, this is kind of a cluster right here. It's like, okay, whatever. Can we just get this over with now? So Orange Cassidy gets another win. I mean, okay, during pitch and pitcher, really. Uh, okay. Let's see. See, I criticize AEW when they do stuff I don't like. I don't like that too much. Like I said, I don't like Jack Evans at all. He 
just he's too sloppy for my kind of liking. You know, if it was on Helico versus Orange Cassidy, because those two put on a decent match last year in September. So I wouldn't mind that at all. That's fine. But we did hear from Eddie Kingston and Miro. You know, Eddie Kingston saying to Miro, like, better, you know, watch your neck and everything, protect your neck. You know, hopefully, like, we're going to, we're going to, like, take my hand, we're going to take a walk to hell, and hopefully, you know, you'll be, you'll be accepted in God's heaven or whatever. You know. And Miro saying he stayed, he's only lays down for his wife and his hot wife in a hotel room. Like, Jesus, Miro, okay. Relax here. This, this, this kid's watching. Like, relax a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the match between Miro and Eddie Kingston. You know, if this match was happening at the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, then I would think Eddie Kingston's going to win. But since it's happening all out and it's in Chicago, it's like, would it make sense for Eddie Kingston to win? I mean, it wouldn't feel the same. You know, it's in Chicago. If it was here in New York, it, it would feel a whole lot different. So I don't think Eddie Kingston is winning. I mean, I'd be, I'm going to be disappointed, but I mean, Miro's having just a different kind of reign right now. I still said that Miro's going to lose to a young guy. Maybe lose to Sammy Guevara because Miro always says he's God's favorite champion. Sammy Guevara is a Spanish god. He could say you're not the Spanish god's favorite champion, and they could do a whole program there. Maybe at full gear, Sammy Guevara wins. Or they can wait till Revolution or whatever. They could do that program, and, and Sammy Guevara gets a TNT title run. Because Sammy Guevara is going to be a huge star in AEW. We already know that for a fact. So hopefully they do that then. But um, here in the next segment right here was Chris Jericho's in-ring interview with good old Jim Ross. And believe me, you know, I was getting like emotional seeing Chris Jericho come down the ramp and everything. You know, make his entrance and get in the ring. You know, it's probably the last time we ever see this on... Dynamite, other than when he goes to, like, the commentary table, if, you know, if he does lose to MJF this Sunday at All Out. You know, Jericho was very emotional, you know, saying, I haven't said this in a long time, like, Chicago is Jericho. He always used to say that when he was on Monday Night Raw, like, Raw is Jericho. Like, he hasn't gotten to say that in a long time. You know, JR got him into the wrestling business, you know, when he started his main event career. It started in Chicago, so if it ends in Chicago, so be it. I mean, how poetic. That would be something. That is very poetic right there. I'm not going to lie. But I really hope this is not the end right here. You know, Jericho saying, you know, he could, you know, go after championships and everything and, um, you know, have other great matches. But it's always going to, you know, hurt him that he's that he hasn't beat MJF. So, you know, he's being very, you know, complacent is what he's being, you know. And he's right. He is being that right there. But he has to beat MJF. That's what that's in the back of his mind. He's got to do it. He's got to beat him. And he's screaming like, you know, you're not going to take this away from me. You're not going to take away my dreams. You're not going to do that. But he did thank the fans, you know, for being a part of his life. And, you know, thank you for, you know, let me be part of your life. But again, he's saying, MJF, you're not going to take this away from me. <laughs> and they said, see you on Sunday, you little prick. I was like, oh, shit. And him and JR shared a nice moment right there at the end. Just hopefully this is not the end for Jericho. He said he said he doesn't want it to be the end. This feud has been something. It really has been. I mean, it would be great for MJF's career to end Jericho's career. But I don't think Jericho's career is done. I don't think it is. You know, there's so many other wrestlers they could have matches with right now. When you think of all the, like, the other stars that are going to be coming in, 
I mean, well, Jericho, you could say, but well, he's going on tour with Fozzie. Well, he's not really going on tour. He has specific dates that he's, you know, singing with Fozzie, you know, his band. He's not going on tour where he's going to be gone for, like, months. Like, no. They're not doing that at all. It's only specific dates. So, I just hope it's not the end for Jericho. I mean, his contract is over by the end of the year with AEW. I hope he doesn't leave. I mean, he's getting all this freedom right here in AEW. I mean... He'll, he'll probably go back to WWE when he, you know, when they send him like a whole Hall of Fame request to put him in the Hall of Fame. Of course, that's when he'll go there. I just hope he doesn't go back to WWE where it's like, okay, I'm, he's gonna wrestle there and everything. So hopefully, he stays in AEW. This is where he belongs. He's gotta stay. But we'll see. Hopefully, it's not the end. I I pray that it's not the end right here for Chris Jericho. I really hope that it's not. But now we get to the next match right here between the Machine Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. And it's a rematch from Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary show last year in October. And they still put on a good match. Now it's kind of like in reverse because Brian Cage was the heel and Hobbs was, it was Will Hobbs at the time. He was the babyface. Now this time Brian Cage is the babyface and Powerhouse Hobbs is the heel. So now it's like a whole switcheroo right there. So that is pretty cool. And they still put on a good match, and these two big bastards tore it up right here. You know, Brian Cage attacked Hobbs before the match, and they were fighting, and, you know, Hook almost got involved, but he didn't at that time. But they tore it up in the ring. You know, these guys are big guys. Brian Cage, the way he moves for a big guy, he moves like a luchador. He seriously does. He's very good. He's extremely good. And that's another guy that probably could contend with Miro, because I wouldn't mind if Brian Cage becomes TNT champion. I wouldn't mind that at all. You know, Brian Cage has lost a lot in AEW in big matches. But I think he'll definitely win a title person that's not the FTW title. Maybe he'll become world champion. He could. He, he definitely could. Or maybe he'll become a tag team champion. You never know. They could do something with, you know, him and somebody else. You never know. We'll see, though. Him and Hobbs could be a great team in the future if they ever become a, you know, if they ever get on the same page again. They would be nice as a, a team to contend for the tag team titles. You know, and Hobbs, you know, getting to see him wrestle, you know, on live television again. He's still very young. Most of his matches have been on Dark and Dark Elevation. I'd like to see him more on Rampage, which would be very nice. And, listen, I like Hobbs. I think he's going to be a great big man for this business. I see him as a future champion. You know, right now I would see him more as a TNT champion. But he could, he could very well be a world champion AEW in the future. He definitely could be. He's also another guy that has, you know, um, unfinished business with Christian Cage. Because Christian Cage beat Powerhouse Hobbs back in April. And Christian Cage is the Impact Wrestling World Champion. So maybe they can get Powerhouse Hobbs the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Could always do that, or unless if Powerhouse Hobbs leaves Team Taz, or if they get rid of him, and then say he faces Ricky Starks, and he beats Ricky Starks for the belt, then that would be nice. Hey, John. But um, I really enjoyed the match between, you know, Cage and Hobbs. They put on a very good match. You know, Hook got involved towards the end after it was a great suplex from Cage on Hobbs. Like, from the fucking top rope. That was fucking unreal. I'm shocked the ring didn't break. And so Hook got involved, and then they had the same finish like they did when Ricky Starks won the FTW World title, except it was in reverse. The power hops through Cage to the other side of the ring, and Starks... Hit Cage with the FTW World title. 
and then Hobbs hit his finisher on Cage, one, two, three. Powerhouse Hobbs gets the win over Brian Cage. You know what? It was a screwy finish, and I never really liked screwy finishes, but Powerhouse Hobbs needed the win over Cage, so that's a big one, especially on live television. That's a big win for Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, he needed that one. So, I have absolutely no problem with Powerhouse Hobbs getting the win. You know, and everybody and everybody was, you know, pretty happy that Hobbs won. And I am too. I was happy that he won. You know, I was, like, legit happy. I wasn't, you know, pissed at all because I know it's a screwy kind of finish. But he needed the win, Hobbs. You know, he needed the win. Did Cage really need the win? Eh, not really. So Hobbs gets a big win. That's huge. Yeah, he's more of a homegrown AEW guy, Powerhouse Hobbs. That's, you know, people, that's how they know him now. Because I never heard of him until he came to AEW. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was until he wrestled Darby Allin on uh, Dynamite back in August of last year. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the match. It was good. It was a great match. You know, I'm happy that Hobbs got the win. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of the next thing that happened because I know we're going to get to the Paul White and QT Marshall segment. I'm trying to think. What happened after... The match right there. I'm trying to think real quick. Because uh, I feel like I'm missing something. Am I missing something? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, I think it was like the whole build-up between CM Punk and Darby Allen. So that's what I was missing right there. That was pretty cool hearing Darby Allen speak and everything and talk about the match. Saying like how um, like CM Punk said if he was 15 years old, Darby Allen would be his favorite wrestler. But Darby, I'll mention when he was 15 years old that CM Punk was his favorite wrestler. And seven years ago when CM Punk left the wrestling business, Darby Allen became a wrestler. So that is, that is something. But now we get to the whole next segment here between QT Marshall and the factory and other members of the factory, I guess, you know, he's training in the ring. And he called out Paul White and then Paul White comes out. They go after him. He gets rid of them, knocks one of them out, clothesline, QT Marshall, gets out of there. Solo gets knocked down. And then the gun club comes out, Billy Gunn, Colton Gunn, Austin Gunn. So they all come out. And then QT Marshall's a chair, and then Billy Gunn punches him. He takes a chair. And then Billy Gunn and the gun club go behind Paul White. QT Marshall's walking up. Billy Gunn takes down Paul White with a chair. So the gun club officially turns heel... And right as Paul White's getting back up, Gunn hits him right in the head. Billy Gunn hits him right in the head. Takes him out right there. I was surprised. I was like, holy shit, okay. The gun club turning heel and people... Somebody said on Twitter, if you're fucking getting me excited about Billy Gunn and the gun club turning heel on Paul White, you're doing something right. And I was excited too. I was like, holy shit, they just turned heel. And the Gun Club, they've never lost. They've never lost. So, or just like more of like Austin and Colton Gun like as a team. So, that, that is something. I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited. And then after they walked off the Gun Club, QT Marshall got back in the ring. And other members of the factory helped them pick up Paul White. And they hit him with the cutter. So, I don't know if Paul White's going to compete now at All Out because he got taken out. Maybe somebody takes his spot. We'll see. And I forgot to mention, uh, the Andrade El Idolo pack match is not going to happen at all out because 
due to travel issues with Pac, he's not going to be able to compete. So, they said Andrade might still wrestle, though, at All Out. He might just have a surprise opponent. We don't know who it's going to be just yet. So, I guess Andrade still might wrestle. We just don't know, you know, we don't know yet who it's going to be. And then Britt Baker did that whole tease with a free agent coming to AEW. And it turned out to be her signing an extension with AEW. I was like, oh, my God. I thought, like, Adam Cole was going to pop up on the TV. I was about to say, fuck, man. I legit said, come on. Shit, you fucking troll. Britt Baker, man, I love her. She's such a troll, though. Like, come on. We know Adam Cole's going to AEW. We just don't know when. Maybe he'll show up at All Out. Maybe he'll show up in the near future. Because he has unfinished, he has unfinished business with the elite. Maybe he comes in and helps Adam. He helps uh, hang Adam Page when Adam when Adam Page comes back. Maybe he helps him. They could always do that. So now we get to the next match. I really actually enjoy this match. It's Penelope Ford versus Ty Conti. You know Penelope Ford when she first when I first started watching her wrestle in AEW, I was never really a fan. But she's very green, very slow in the ring. Recently, she's really picked up her game in the ring. And her and Ty Conti put on a very good match. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this match. Ty Conti's one of my favorites. She'll definitely be a future AEW Women's World Champion in the future. I love her. She's great. Um, but her and Penelope before put on a really good match. They really did. You know, and Ty Conti, she's stiff in the ring. She really is. Like, she'll kick you. She'll kick you hard. You know, because I think she does have a... Doesn't she have, like, a black belt in jiu-jitsu or something like that? Like, she's, like, a kickboxer or something like that. Like, that background that she has. So, oh, my God. She, like, she was kicking Penelope Ford hard. I was like, God damn. She don't play around. Like, good. You kind of love that type of girl right there. Don't play around. Like, God damn. Jesus. Penelope Ford, I love Penelope Ford's, like, submission um, hold that she does. You know, she tried to get it on Ty Conti, but Ty Conti got out of it right away. So I do like that, you know, a lot. And then the bunny tried to get involved, and then Penelope Ford fucking bumped into it, or Ty Conti threw Penelope Ford, like, right into the bunny, and then Ty Conti rolled up Penelope Ford, beat him one, two, three. Ty Conti gets the win. And then after the match, we saw, you know, Bunny and fucking Penelope Ford attack Ty Conti. But then somebody made their return. Anna J makes her return. She saves Ty Conti, the bunny, and Penelope Ford walk off. They run away. So Anna J is officially back. Let's fucking go. Anna J, I believe, I believe Anna J is going to fix the Dark Order. She's going to be the one to fix it. Because Dark Order right now is in shambles. Because Hangman's gone. And Evil Uno, what he said to fucking Alex Reynolds... You know, they're in shambles right now. And how five gets treated all the time. So now, I think she's going to go in. She's going to fix them. So that's that's great. Finally, she's back. Let's fucking go. I love Anna Jay. She's Ty Conti's best friend. I believe we'll see that match on Dynamite next week. You know, Anna Jay, Ty Conti versus Penelope Ford and um, the Bunny. And it did say that Anna Jay will be in the Women's Casino Battle Royal. This Sunday, that's gonna be great. I th- she's definitely a future. She's definitely a future women's world champion too in AEW. She definitely is. She's very talented, very young too, and very talented. So let's. Uh, we'll talk about Rampage. 
at the end right here, of course. You know, there's nothing announced for Dynamite next week other than it's going to be John Moxley's homecoming in um, Cincinnati, Ohio. No matches are announced yet. I'm sure, like, during the pay-per-view, we'll hear what matches are announced, and we'll probably hear, like, a couple days before Wednesday next week, like, what other matches they'll announce and what segments they'll announce. So we got to wait for that to happen. Um, but, yeah, let's get to the main event. The Elite, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, the AW World Tag Team Champions, and the Good Brothers, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows, the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions versus Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. And the Lucha Bros, Ray Phoenix, and Pentel Cerro Miedo. And I gotta say, this is match of the night. Match of the night. Eight-man tag team match. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And the shit that Ray Phoenix does in this ring, it's just like, it's... He doesn't have a bad match. He seriously does. Like, he's so noticeable in the match. He's got fucking speed. The way that he just moves in the ring like a cat is just amazing. Like, anytime Ray Phoenix is in the ring, it's like he's like a rush of adrenaline. That's what he is right there. He's easily like a rush of adrenaline. That's what he is. And we'll talk about the all-out card during my uh, Rampage uh, slash AEW all-out predictions. That'll be on Saturday. So I just want to let you guys know that real quick. But the eight-man tag team match, I really loved it. You Don Callis on commentary. Of course, you had the Stooge. You know, Brandon Cutler and the other stooge at uh, Michael Nakazawa at ringside. You know, of course, they got to protect the elite at all costs. And, you know, like they need that much help. It is what it is. We didn't see Kenny Omega just yet, the AW World Champion. But yeah, A-Man, the A-Man Tag match was very good. I was pretty surprised by the ending, I would say. We'll get to that in just a second. But it looked like Ray Phoenix and the rest of the team had, like, more control until Brandon Cutler... You know, sprayed the thing into his eyes. And he got hit with a magic killer, Ray Phoenix. But that didn't end him right there. You know, and... Um, towards the end of the match, it looked like Ray Phoenix starting to heat up again. But... They hit the Melter Driver on him. One, two, three. The Umbucks and the Good Brothers, the Elite, get the win over Jurassic Express and the Lucha Bros. Great match. Great match. Especially, I love the connection between the Unbucks and the Lucha Bros in this match. Can't wait for the match this Sunday at All Out. I was kind of disappointed that Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros didn't win. So, it's like, alright. It's whatever. The Elite looks strong going into uh, Sunday, obviously. And then Kenny Omega, the AW World Champion, came out. And he dyed his hair black. So, he came out. And he was attacking everybody in society. And then Christian Cage comes out. He spears him. But that didn't really work after that. Because then everybody else attacked him. And they were just getting beat up. Jurassic Express got knocked out of the ring. The Lucha Bros were getting beat up. Christian Cage was getting beat up. And then the Steel Cage came down. Because Kenny Omega said, like, Tony Khan should be, you know, more careful with his belongings. Because Don Callis now has control to, you know, lure the cage down. That's exactly what he did. And then we saw Dante Martin try to get into the cage because Alex Abrahantes was sending like down you know the cavalry trying to get help he tried to get in Dante Martin didn't work Frank Kazarian didn't work um Orange Cassidy didn't even try so that's whatever uh Marco Stunt almost got up there Brandon Cutler started spraying the thing in his eyes and he just started climbing back down they just kept on trying just didn't work and they kept beating kept beating them down 
Nick Jackson was super kicking Ray Phoenix and Pence like crazy, like a madman. Just super kicking like crazy. And then Kenny Omega and the Unbucks hit a BT trigger on Christian Cage. And that was it right there. And Kenny Omega was just talking trash all the time, saying we're gonna have, we're gonna have a lot of fun at the pay-per-view. Oh, we're gonna have a lot of fun at the pay-per-view. I think we are gonna have a lot of fun this Sunday. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. It's gonna be a fun pay-per-view this Sunday. So that's the end of Dynamite right there. Let's look to um let's look to Rampage for uh, tomorrow. I'll be watching it live tomorrow. We have Chris, we have um Jamie Hayter and Rebel versus Chris Statlander in a two-on-one handicap match. I hope this match is not the main event because if it was like just Jamie, well, they're trying to protect Jamie Hayter, so it makes sense because I'm sure Rebel's going to be the one that takes the pin. So, okay, that makes sense. You know what? It makes sense. Is Jamie Hayter face Chris Statlander, nobody wins because if Statlander loses, she looks weak going in against Britt Baker. And if Hayter loses, she doesn't look strong as, you know, Britt Baker's um, associate, like, you know, like bodyguard, basically, like muscle. So that makes sense. So I'm sure Rebel's going to take the pin. And Statlander will win. The match itself, I think, will be okay, I guess. I'm not really looking that much forward to it. I'm looking forward to Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson, in my opinion, because I thought they were going to do this at the pay-per-view, but, I mean, it's still a chance Malachi Black could wrestle on the pay-per-view. Maybe he'll wrestle Dustin Rose on the pay-per-view. That'd be fine by me. Um, but, yeah, Lee Johnson, he's a young guy just like Brock Anderson is, stepping into the ring with a very experienced Malachi Black. I'm almost sure it's going to be a squash match. So it makes sense if Mal- if Malachi Black wrestles Dustin Rhodes at all out and the match is not a squash match because Dustin Rhodes has so much experience. So he'll know what to do. He won't win, but he'll know what to do. But Lee Johnson again, step in the ring on live television. He's going to be a great young star for this company. Like uh, Guys like Lee Johnson and guys like Brock Anderson – you know, and guys like Hook, when, when he steps in the ring eventually, and we'll see how he is when he's in the ring. Those three guys right there are going to be huge pieces in AEW in the future. They really are. They really are. They're young stars, and they're going to be great in the future for, you know, for AEW. And we also got, especially got another guy right here, Daniel Garcia, taking on Darby Allen. Another guy like Darby Allen too, like I'm saying. Like, these guys are going to carry this company in the future. So it's a rematch from a few weeks ago from Dynamite between Darby Allen and Daniel Garcia. Pretty much like a warm-up match for Darby Allen going into All Out against CM Punk. We'll also hear from CM Punk, and he'll be on commentary for the Darby Allen and Daniel Garcia match. And we'll also hear from the TNT champion, Miro. So I am, look, I am looking forward to Rampage. Like, the women's match, not as much. The Malachi match, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm sure it's going to be a squash. And maybe that'll be the main event. Maybe that'll main event because, you know, so far Malachi's first two matches in AEW have been the main event. So, and they could have this match main event. Maybe Dustin Rhodes comes out and does something. That's like my gut feeling right there. They're going to do Dustin Rhodes versus Malachi. And I'm absolutely fine with it. Those two could put on a really good match. And we know eventually Cody's going to come back and face Malachi. So hopefully Cody doesn't win, you know, because <laughs> Malachi has looked very strong in AEW so far. But yeah, guys, you know, it was a great show going into AEW All Out, the go-home show. Um, it was definitely better than last week's Dynamite. Last week's Dynamite was, like I said, was decent, to be honest. Like, the card was, it was pretty weak. But it was a decent show, in my opinion. This week's show was a whole lot better. 
than last week's. I would definitely have to say that. We'll see how Rampage is tomorrow. I think it'll be good. And let's see how it goes. And we got all out this Sunday. So I'll talk to you guys. Actually, I do want to talk to you guys tomorrow morning, actually, because there have been a couple signings that have happened. I'll mention that real quick. Uh, Zach Parise, he actually agreed to a deal with the Islanders earlier on this summer. It finally came out now that he agreed to a deal with the Islanders. The contract details from right now have not been revealed. I'll take a look later on and see if it gets revealed. I believe it's going to be like a one-year, maybe like $1 million, $2 million deal. It's going to be a very like, you know, minimum kind of deal for Parise. I'm looking forward to that in the Nets. They uh, signed Paul Millsap. Great veteran basketball player, great defender, four-time All-Star. That's good. That's good for us. That's a good replacement for Jeff Green. And apparently LaMarcus Allridge is coming out of retirement, and he's going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to come back to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, man. God bless LaMarcus Allridge, man. God bless him. He's coming back. This is going to be a great story. He really is. So we'll definitely talk about that tomorrow morning, guys, because, you know, I am actually I'm going out in the afternoon. So it'll be in the morning. I'm going to see uh, Shun-Chi with uh, King MGJ. Right now it's the best superhero movie of 2021, but that's all going to change when Spider-Man comes out later on this year. We already know that. I mean, come on. But Shun-Chi's got great reviews so far. It's at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm happy about that. Can't wait to see it. And of course, we got, you know, we got Venom, Let There Be Carnage in October, The Eternals in November, and then, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home in December. That's going to be the coup de grace right there. Superhero movies in 2021, so that's going to be great. Um, But I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning about the Islanders and the Nets. Um, And we'll talk about, like, AEW Rampage on uh, Saturday. And, of course, we'll get my all-out predictions on Saturday. And once again, my best wishes go out to Daphne, Unger's family, and people that were close to her. Friends, colleagues, everybody that knew her. We're never going to forget you, sister. We're never going to. You'll always be, even though we never knew each other, you'll always be in my heart because you're a sister to me. Because you were going through the same things that I go through every single day. And I love you. We all do. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning. God bless you all. Have a fantastic night. And I'll talk to you amazing people tomorrow morning. Thank you, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.